Quinn County Media is sponsored and supported by a group of special businesses and organizations who care about positive journalism and highlighting the best that the Twin Counties has to offer. We are supported by the Rocky Mount Event Center, Rocky Mount Medical Park Pharmacy, Wildwood Furniture, Lighting, and Decor, Happier at Home, Home Health Care, Bullock's Fine Home Furnishings, the Dunn Center at North Carolina Wesleyan University, Fortis Wealth Management, Claire DeLune, Nash Community College, the Small Business Center at Edgecombe Community College, AAA Mini Storage of Rocky Mount, Old North State Coffee Roasters, the Lighthouse Store, Simmons & Harris, Wellingate Apartments, and Metro Maintenance. To become a community partner today, please reach out via email at contact at twincountymedia.com. Welcome back to another episode of the Twin County Spotlight. My name is Benton Moss, and today I'm joined by a special guest, Skip Carney. Carney, Mr. Carney is the uh, CSO and uh, chairman of Carnico. That's correct. Yep. Uh, and you'll see, you'll hear, he's uh, he's got a radio voice. So we're going get to get into that today. So <laughs> thanks for coming on, to. Skip. I'm glad to be here. Yep. Glad to be here. It's great. Well, let's start with your background, where you're from. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Well, I grew up in Statesville, North Carolina, okay. uh, just north of Charlotte, and um, went to, uh, well, my dad was in radio. That's what got, kind of got me into radio. I, okay. I, I admired him, and he had a he had a great voice, uh, and he always said, "Don't get into radio. Be a plumber. Be an electrician. You'll make better money." That's not a. That's not a. That's not bad advice. But no, it's actually very good advice. Yeah, yeah. And a welder today would be even better. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. But I was determined, and so um, I I got into radio in high school and worked all the way through college. And in fact, I majored in radio, TV, and motion pictures at the University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill. The University. The. the I, right. I just call it Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that's only great. one. Go heels. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So uh, from there, I, uh, I actually got a job in Charlotte at uh, a radio station, WSOZ. Worked there for a few years and got an offer to come to Wilson. I had no idea where Wilson was. A friend of mine that was from college uh, called and offered me a job. So I moved there, became the program director and morning guy. And um, after a while, I got an offer to come to Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. I didn't know where that was at the time. Uh, and I came up here. And uh, after a little while, I figured out that I really don't like moving. And in radio, to move up, you have to move. You go from yeah, a smaller market around. to a bigger market. And, you know, I did it backwards. I went from a big, big market to a smaller market. But I just didn't want to move anymore. And I liked Rocky Mount. I liked the people. I liked a lot of what was going on here. And I said, I'll just start a business. And I didn't know that I couldn't. And so in 1980, January 1st, I opened the doors on, um, well, I think we called it Skip Carney Advertising in the early days. And uh, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, changed it to Carney and Company, and now it's just Carney Co. Carney Co., I like it. And we, um, in the very early days, I mean, when I really started, I started with a recording studio. I was doing voice work for other agencies uh, all over from, well, all over East North Carolina, Greenville, Rocky Mount, Wilson. And um, I thought I'd, I'd start with that, but I also realized I would need probably, at least in the initial early days, that would not be all that, you know, I could, I'd need more help. So I was, right. I offered some of my radio clients to do some help 
help them with their advertising. And some of them said, sure, why, yeah. And all of a sudden we were doing newspaper ads, which I knew nothing about graphic design or printing or anything like that. So I had to go to school to start learning some of those things. Um, even though I'd studied advertising at Carolina as well as radio and TV, uh, we started, I started doing that. And I actually enjoyed that a lot, uh, even more than I enjoyed the voice work. And I figured I could do agency work and let the radio, the voice work come along with it, but you can't do the other way. Sure. So, um, we kept, I kept developing both. We, we recorded albums in our studio. We ultimately had a. Uh, you know, a, a piano, drums, bass, guitar, oh, wow. yeah, yeah, and we yeah. had people did all kinds of neat. And where was your studio at? We started off on Fairview Road, okay, right next to Gurganis Grocery Store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that and, what? That's where the food line is today on Fairview. No, it's um, I I think it's still a grocery store. It's uh, three hundred nine Fairview Road, so it's okay. in a little tiny shopping center. Oakwood Pharmacy was on one end, yep. and Gurganis was on the other end. We were kind of in the middle. Gotcha, and. Um, so after a while, I finally figured I, I needed to focus on something. And so I decided to focus on the advertising and marketing stuff and ultimately sold off all the recording equipment and just and decided I could hire people to do that stuff. And I didn't have time to do it. And uh, so from there, we just, you know, in the early days, we did a lot of local retail advertising and marketing. Uh, Western Sizzlin was our first really good, bigger client. Nice. And what was great was that the the guy that owned the Western Sizzlin franchise here was a leader among Western Sizzlin operators. So he connected me with people in Goldsboro, Greenville, Wilson, and then Charlotte, and all over. We formed the first Western Sizzlin co-op. Gotcha. So they would put money into a pool and and use it for advertising. For we marketing managed purposes. all of that. Yeah, yeah. So that was a uh, that was great in our early days. Um, we got lucky somewhere in the mid eighties. Well, actually, one of the big deals we did in nineteen eighty six, Golden East Crossing Mall opened up, and we did all the marketing for that. Okay, and that company was a huge, huge company. They also owned malls in Atlanta, and they had four that they were. Um, well, that we managed the marketing for for a, a, a year or so, and so so that was a big deal. But after that, we got lucky and got into business to business marketing, and so we started working with manufacturers who were selling to other businesses. And there's a bunch of those in Eastern North Carolina, and so we ended up doing a lot of that for for years, and still do a lot of B two B stuff. About twenty years ago, we uh, we started working with Southern Bank. And Southern Bank, uh, if you look at it, it looks like a, a typical retail bank. But the truth is, they're they're more of a commercial bank than that 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 does retail services than they are the other way around. Sure. And so <clears throat> it's it's still a B two B world as far as we're concerned, um, and and some B two C, but mostly B two B. And uh, they've been a great client, great partner for over these years, and we now we do do a lot of work with them up in Hampton Roads and all throughout Eastern North Carolina. Um, five or five and a half, six years ago, my oldest daughter, Jessica, joined the company. When she grew up, I put her in ads for, you know, when she, so she could walk and talk. Sure. As well as her other sisters. Uh, but Jessica 
took it to heart. She went to Carolina, studied advertising, and when she graduated, moved to Greensboro and worked for other agencies. So she's been in the industry all her life and um, said she was uh, never going to move back to Rocky Mount because she has roots there. Her husband has roots there, and, and he were, he's a corporate pilot that uh, flies out of that area. So, But we always said it'd be great if we could work together. And five and a half years ago, the world was changing in a lot of ways. Everything was moving into the cloud. It didn't really matter where you were to get stuff done. We, Especially I, in the digital age, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, I was on a call with her for an hour this morning where we were working on a project. And, you know, the road's not it's not that far to drive from one or the other. So we set up an office five years ago in Jamestown, which is right in the corner between Greensboro and High Point. It's gotcha. just a, a neat little town there. So that, uh, and, and three years ago, made her president of the company. So that's why I'm the, the chairman now. And, the, and CSO means what? Um, Chief Strategic Officer is the official title. Official, right. It's the unofficial. Uh, because that is more what I, I'm more involved in strategy and big picture stuff with our clients. But I'm also the Chief Sunshine Officer. You know, my job is to spread some sunshine. I'm very much an optimistic person. I try to always see the, the good things and don't worry about the bad stuff. And so um, I actually called somebody else. I, I met a lady that was just effervescent. And I said, you're like the director of Sunshine here, aren't you? And, she, and I said, ooh, I think that, I like that. I think I'm going to steal that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Not self-proclaimed, but yeah, it's uh, even better when someone someone <laughs> gives you the title. That's great. Yeah. I want to ask, you know, over your your long career in advertising, you've probably seen a bunch of different types of businesses and ones come and go. And what do you think, you know, in your experience from a marketing standpoint, sales standpoint, makes businesses stand out or at least be successful? What's What, what are a few things you've maybe noticed pattern-wise? Well, you know, they, they start with a, you know, and, and every new business starts off, you know, with an entrepreneur who's, driven uh but the businesses that stick around are, are businesses that have a, a real purpose uh, and a passion for what they're doing and they they understand that they're doing it for people <laughs> they're doing it for their customers and you know the businesses that that i see that flat you know crash and burn are the businesses that are all focused about themselves and they don't put their customers first you know our motto is we live to serve and and our goal is to help our clients serve better. We think that that's what business is all about. That we're, you know, you know, in your business, you you take care of people. You know, you, you take care of them, you know, with a place to live and uh, make sure it's maintained well and stuff like that. And it, and, and if you forget that and make it all about the houses, you're gonna, you, it's not gonna be good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> it's, serving it's, the people. You're serving people. So the the companies that that start with a good foundation like that and then understand that they have to let people know about what they're doing and they have to communicate, you know, and marketing is way more than just ads on the radio or TV or social media. Sure. It's, it's, you know, the people that really succeed understand that everything in business is marketing from the, the sign outside your building to the way people greet you when you walk in the door to the way your place looks and then to the way you treat people. I mean, it's all about marketing because it's all a cycle that's continuous. You know, your your people learn about you. They come to visit you. 
they they know nothing, but then they experience what you have to offer. Well, that builds on their understanding of you, and they either tell people about it, good things or not, or, but then when they come back, their experience changes. It's, yeah. it's either gotten better or, or worse or static, but but it's always it's an evolutionary thing. So so we you know people that get that and that believe that that marketing is an investment and that there is a return on it. It is not just an expense. Uh, those are the people that we work with and that 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 and they ultimately succeed in the long run because the the. The world, the economy is going to go up and down. Things are going to change. Fads are going to come and go. But if you understand what your purpose is and you're, who you're serving and that you have a long-term vision, then you'll, you'll, you'll go, go through you'll those valleys, and yeah. you know, and you'll, and you'll, go, you'll, you'll go through them and come out fine. I mean, and, and, of course, the people that we're working for are dedicated to their marketing. They wouldn't be hiring us and, and spending the kind of money that they do. But they... And we're working on things that are generally a year, two years out. So if there's a short-term downturn or some kind of issue, I mean, when we worked all the way through COVID and nobody, none of our clients said, hold it, we had to put on the brakes. Sure. Nobody. Because we weren't working on something that was in the next three months or six months. It was, that, that stuff had already been done. Right, right, 12 <laughs> plus months out, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, those are the key things, I think, for us. And, you know, we've got... She's our oldest client. You know, we've been around since 1980, so it's 43 years. Our oldest client is, was with us then, and that's Chambliss and Rabel. Norman, Norman Chambliss, Jimmy Rabel. And, you know, you know them. They've been around. You know, they started that business about five or six years before we did. Sure. But we did their logo then, and Norman has never changed it. Yeah, it's, a, it's classic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, we love long-term relationships like that uh you know we we do do some you know kind of project oriented things but that's kind of rare and and they're kind of specialized things what we like is to really know and understand our clients and they're the people they serve and to work with them on big picture long-term stuff well when we first met um and I'm going to kind of loop this into my next question, but we, you talked about y'all's process of getting to know your customers mm-hmm. and what they need and helping them understand better what they're actually right. asking for <laughs> and what they actually need. Right. Sure. Um, so as it pertains to not just their marketing, but getting to know the customer, I mean, what, what is that process? Talk about your process there uh, from a strategic and just understanding your customer better. Yeah. Well, it, you know, since day one, if somebody came into our office, they had a problem and and they they thought they knew what the solution was they you know i need a brochure i need a new brand i need a jingle i need a whatever fill in the blank well even in the early days i was foolish enough to ask why <laughs> i you know i never would have made it in the military because asking why is not the thing <laughs> it gets you cut pretty quick yeah, yeah. <laughs> right uh and I, I probably wouldn't make it in corporate the corporate world because i Ask why? Why are we doing this? Um, and that always led to, well, you know, sales are down. I said, well, why are sales down? You know, it's not because of the brochure. There's, a, there's some other thing. Well, about 15 years ago, we we formalized a process of asking why and why you want to do something and what's stopping you from doing it, and we call it revision. And it it, it, it every client that we work with, we bring the the head person and their team together for a day 
where we start with what they consider their main problem to be and figure out what their real problems are. And, you know, if, if you bring five people together from your business, five people that you've worked with for years, you know each other extremely well, you know the business well, everybody's committed. But if you ask them, what's our number one problem, you're going to get five different answers in your own company because everybody's got that different perspective. Well, if every five, every every individual thinks their problem is the most important, you can have a hard time making headway on solving yeah, problems. Yeah, sure. Because there's no focus. So we help them break that down and figure out which of these is really the most important. And it's not really the five. It's, it's more like 15 to 20. And then we start asking deeper questions. And it's all around why and what's stopping. So that we can get at other problems that they haven't even considered. Sure. And these problems often have, I mean, it, it as I... When we end at the end of the day, when I break down all the problems we'd have identified, uh, there's usually like thirty percent what you would really what you would traditionally call marketing. The other seventy percent are deal with operations, um, product problems, service problems, uh, or sales problems. Even though sales is technically part of marketing, we break it down so that they can see, you know, because often there's a big difference. Sale marketing gets message a certain point, and then sales either picks up the ball and runs with it, or drops it. <laughs> well, so let's pause there. How how in, involved do y'all get in that other seventy percent? Well, we uh, sometimes extremely involved, even though it's not technically marketing. Not, you know, exactly not technically our area, but yeah, you know, I'll, I'll give you a couple different examples. We had one client has a it's a huge company, you know, over a billion dollars in sales. So a lot of really smart people. They've been around for a long time. But they, they had been working on a problem for over two years. Six people had met for over two years, multiple times, to try to figure out this problem. And so they brought it to us, and we spent the day with them like we always do. Now, this normally we, we say bring the leadership team. In this case, it's such a big company. They had six people, well, five or six in marketing they were in different parts of marketing. Sure. And the president of the company. So he was really the only one that wasn't a marketing person. He was an operations guy. So at the end of the day, we'd, we created this vision map that had all these problems on it. And part of the process is that they figure out, they identify what they think now are the most important problems. But then we take that back and we look at it and break it down further to figure out, you know, what. Did we not catch that day? What 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 what's what else is missing? When we went back to him, we said, "Look, you guys think this is a marketing problem, and it's not. You have an operations problem that's preventing sales from even thinking about solving your problem. So you got to fix. You have to fix the operations problem. And here's two different ways to do it. Now, those two different ways included either well included them making some major commitments." in their production process. Right. So we, we, we couldn't, have, that was the level of involvement we could yeah, have. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. You're not going to get into a manufacturing consulting we're, role or anything. We're not. Right. But the other thing is that you need a salesperson dedicated to this particular product you're trying to launch. Right. All you other guys that are trying to sell and, and do this, there's no focus. You'll never, you'll, you will never sell this product until somebody's dedicated to it. Sure. And they went, oh, you're right. <laughs> so, they, they uh, that we gave them a short-term plan and a long-term plan that was that was bigger, like a five-year plan, 
And then they, they took it from there and ran with it. We've had other situations where we've said, you, well, uh, without naming names, you know, was one, uh, it was a retail store that needed to be remodeled. That, and that's what came out in their revision process. So they said, you know, we, we knew they needed to be remodeled, but when they said it, it was like, oh, I guess we're going to have to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it was clear that if you don't do this, then these other things that we know we need to do in terms of advertising, they're not going to work. Right. So in that case, they said, where do we start? And I said, well, we'll, we'll get an interior, a commercial interior designer and we'll work with them to figure out the most efficient way to do this for you. And we did. Um, we're doing something similar right now with one of our clients where they, they, they've got some areas in their facility that, that need to be repurposed. So we brought in an interior designer to, to, to refigure out what those things need to be done. So, um, sometimes it's just making recommendations. Sometimes it's getting involved with things that are not exactly traditionally marketing, but they're things that we know how to do and we get done. So yeah, making, so. making sure that all the divisions sort of speak to each other. Yeah. And yeah. It, 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 cause it all works together or it doesn't or it doesn't. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I, I tell people, you know, the, the, the most creative, most strategic ad campaign in the world that's attacking the wrong problem is not going to be successful. Yeah. Or, or, or even uh, worse, it can do harm it could do <laughs> to harm. your customer base. It could do harm and it could, and it, and, and it could, and it's a waste of money. Right. So uh, we, we hate to waste money. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so that, you've, uh, you've picked up quite a few of these tidbits over the years. Um, how much of it is, do you think is industry specific versus just, you know, these are just business traditional business problems it's, that it's everybody everywhere. has to, yeah it's it seems everywhere. like it's it's pretty generalized as a, as opposed to like industry yeah. specific i'm sure there are industry specific things but oh there sure there are and, and they kind of come and go depending on uh, you know whatever's happening right now in the world to some degree but every business has problems you know <laughs> uh i went to see a client one day and he had a thing on his desk on his credenza it said no problems no business Correct. Yeah. Pr- problems. We always call it, um, opportunities. Uh, well, job security. <laughs> yeah, here. Exactly. yeah. Yeah. If nobody well, was calling our phone, then, uh, we wouldn't have a reason to be right. here. We're all solving problems. That's what we're doing right. and serving our clients. So, um, so every business has some level of problems. And so this process actually is, is not really a marketing per se process. It's a problem solving and innovation process, you know, innovation, my definition is a creative solution to a problem. And as it relates to marketing, it's a creative solution to your customer's problem. Sure. Because that's what that's what ultimately what the real value that we bring is we figure out what are your customers' real problems. And you know, your 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 customers need a place to live, but if if that's all they needed, they could go just about anywhere. Anywhere, right. Uh, in, in a normal market. Um, but it, there's other things going on, like maybe they need, a, uh, well, maybe they also need transportation or maybe they also need, right. uh, be close to certain schools and there's other things that you provide. Yeah, there's other there's the factors more than that just play a roof. It. Right. Yeah. And so trying to figure out what, what do your, what are your customers real problems? And then what do you have in your business that's unique 
that will solve that problem mm, for them. Right. And so that's what we work to come up with. And often those are just three words that help express what that is. Um, well, you know, Nike's just do it. You know, uh, McDonald's, you deserve a break today. Or uh, I forget what the new one is. Um, but there's, it's all about connecting the customer's problem to the business's solution. And then your marketing actually makes sense because you're, instead of you talking about how great you are, what you're talking about is how we're going to help you solve yeah, your problem. Speaking to the actual problem. Yeah. 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 And then they can, because they, everybody cares about their own problems. Yeah. <laughs> I don't necessarily care about what, what, what you're selling right now. Right. But if it's a solution to my problem, then, I then can we can talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I think every, you know, every problem, every business has problems to some degree. The question is, are you managing those, or are they managing you? Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and and do the and, and we get involved at some point when they say our future is not looking as good as we want it to be, or we want to change things, and and then we need help, and that's that's how we get involved. I uh, actually talked to I call him Coach Coach Chambliss. He coached me growing up <laughs> baseball, yeah. but I talked to him the other day. Um, when a startup business like that, there weren't a startup, I guess, when they were coming to you, but like a younger company comes to you. I mean, what does that process look like and what, what were maybe their problems or younger companies' typical problems when they're coming to you guys? Well, you know, the... the As opposed uh, to like the more established brands or big businesses. Yeah. Uh, we don't typically see much young new startup companies sure. because, you know, it, it's... It's a, it's a grind. They're not ready. Well, they're not <laughs> they ready not to spend ready. the kind of money that it yeah. takes to engage us. Uh, not, not that we're super expensive. It's just that... You know, when you're first starting out, you you can only afford certain things, and so you got to hustle. And they have to just do a lot of you know legwork, you yeah. know, personal selling and and networking and that kind of thing to build business. Um, but on the other hand, uh, we just did a revision yesterday for a brand new company, but it's going to be a big company. Sure, you know, it's it's a. It's got some capital behind it. It's and got it's, some capital behind it. Trying to start off on the right They've foot. They've got a huge vision of what they will be in the next two or three years, and so they need to make the investment to to get off right. Because right. it's one of those deals where you don't get a second chance to make that first impression. Right. Uh, and so, so we are involved, and and their problem is, um, well, they need everything, but they also need to identify. You know what? What they're building, they're not exactly sure who's going to want it. Oh, it's a. Uh, I think I can say it's a software product. So, you know, what we're going to be doing is doing some test, some market research on those, yeah, and figuring out where what's the best place to go because even though they do have some capital, it's limited. Relatively speaking, you can't be, you can't be everywhere. Just spray, yeah. So our job yesterday was to spend some time focusing on where we're going to start and how we're going to start so that we can then build on that. We've got to prove a concept and then build. And so that's, that's the plan. It's scalable at, at a certain point. Yeah. But you got to start off. So you got to find the beachhead. You got to find the, that product market fit. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Great. So where is, uh, where's Carney co headed? Well, uh, I actually, I think we're headed in a really good spot. I, um, since Jessica has joined the business and become president, we we've seen significant growth, and it's uh, 
partly because she's brilliant, uh, partly because I had laid down such a fantastic uh, foundation. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also uh, very much because uh, we have a clear vision of what we want to do, and we've divided the labor. You know, uh, for the first forty years or so, a lot of everything had to come through me. Sure. And and I was okay with the way we were operating. Mm. You know, we had a group of five to six people, and it worked well. Well, we're now ten people, and so more more than one person is doing some of the things I used to do. Sure, which is great because now I get to focus on strategy, big picture stuff, and uh, maybe not going into the office every day. <laughs> Sure, 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 sure. I can actually be more productive now than I used to be. Yeah, working, well, you get the uh, space to think and, yeah, like exactly. to really focus on the direction. Yeah. yeah. So um, in addition to Jessica joining the company five years ago, my youngest daughter, Spencer Grace, joined the company three years ago, uh, fresh out of college. And she also studied at Carolina in the same school as Jessica. And uh, but she she thought she was going to be a writer. Well, she, now she's a writer and an account service person. Okay, works out of our Greensboro office also. So great. So where we're going is um, we're growing, and um, you know we have no aspirations to be giant because then you're you uh, the the big. It's harder coming, to serve. Well, it is. It's 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 very much harder to to serve the way that we like to. Right. And at, at, there is a point where. You know the huge agencies have hundreds, hundreds, or even thousands of people. And at that point, they're just they're glorified accountants, yeah, keeping up with numbers and pushing paper. And yeah. we do not want to do that. I enjoy part of the reason we are the size we are is I've always enjoyed a challenge. Sure, I mean that that's the fun part for me is you bring me a problem that nobody's been able to solve and let me solve it. Well, that's like it's like. One of the hardest things you can do, but it's it's where, where I get my joy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it is a it's a thrilling process when you do actually unravel the knot and exactly. you know when help you, somebody get outside of their their puzzle that they're they're in. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's what's that. fun. So I I uh, I don't believe in retiring. I, I probably am at an age where I should be retiring, but I, I prefer to think I'm just doing things differently than I used to do. Sure. And I've never been able to find the word retire in the Bible. So obviously there's, there's no history that says you're supposed to. Way back when, they just retired when they died. That's right. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> uh, but you're moving into a seat where you get to, you know, you really get to pass it on and, you know, pass wisdom on and, yeah. and steer the ship a little bit more. So that's, well, that's pretty I, cool. I love working with my daughters. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of fun. That, that, that's something that I, I hope one day, I've got two daughters and I'm hoping to have more kids, but just, you know, Family business, when it's done well, it's um, it's cool. It can also not be so cool. <laughs> it well, can be tough. It, it can be. Yeah. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, prior to Jessica and Spencer joining the company, we would talk semi-regularly. Sure. But about like a dad and a daughter talk. Uh, right. Hey, how you doing? Great. When are you coming home? And okay, next, see you. Thanksgiving, see you then. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> now we get to talk every day. And right. We, and we talk about stuff that is important to us both, all of us. Right. So it's uh, it's great fun. That's great. That's yeah. awesome. Beach working for a living. Well, <laughs> well, Skip, thanks so much for taking the time. This is a pleasure. My and, pleasure. Um, I'm I'm glad to have gotten to know you a little bit, and uh, we appreciate the time. Well, thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah. Best of luck to you guys, and uh, at some point we'll have you on again. All right. Super.